fresh every Tuesday for MSPs around the world. This is Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I really appreciate your time and I've got loads of stuff to talk to you about today. Here's what's coming up on the show. They have to stop being the Superman or Superwoman and getting in and fixing all the problems themselves. Let go of that control and really become the director. We're also going to be talking about something called Google Optimize. It's a very powerful and free tool which will allow you to make your website much more efficient at turning web visitors into initial 15-minute appointments with prospects. We're also going to be talking about a brand new marketing program that I've just launched. It's deliberately a low-cost program and very high value because it could be a great way for you and me to actually start doing some work together. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. I'm a big fan of quarterly business reviews. Actually, I prefer to call them strategic reviews because I tend to find that many MSPs simply don't have the time to do them on a quarterly basis. And actually, it's not really appropriate with all clients for you to meet them every three months. But regardless of whether you call it a QBR or a strategic review, doesn't matter what its name is. The point is, it's a great idea to meet up and formally review what's going on with every single one of your clients on a regular basis. And the real beauty for me of a review of a strategic review is that you are constantly having forward-thinking conversations with your clients about their technology needs in the future. It's an insane tool for retention. It's an even more insane tool for generating monthly recurring revenue because as you get to know your clients better, what's happening in their heads, what's happening in their hearts, and they start to trust you more, you can solve more problems for them. You can sell them more monthly recurring revenue services, which actually help them sleep better at night. Isn't that the exact definition of a win-win scenario? You make some money, they don't have a problem, they sleep better at night, everybody wins. It's beautiful. Now, here's something that's going to motivate you to do even more strategic reviews with your clients. It struck me a few weeks ago that you could actually use strategic reviews to generate content, content for your website, content for your marketing. Back in, I think it was episode 35 back in July this year, we were talking about one of my new favorite books. I'd only just read it at the time. It's a book called They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And if you've never read this book, you really, really have to. It is perhaps the best book that I have ever read about content marketing. And in fact, for the clients I'm working with now, for the MSPs I'm working with, I'm saying to them, this is the very, very long-term marketing strategy for them to put in place some serious content marketing resources and to treat their business as the marketer of MSP services rather than just being the deliverer of MSP services. The big problem when you talk to an MSP about generating content is always, what do I write about? And it was while we were talking about strategic reviews, and a number of clients a few weeks ago, I realized that all the answers for that will come out of strategic reviews. Because what is a strategic review other than a discussion with a client about their hopes, their fears, their problems, their needs, their wants, all of the kind of stuff that you should be writing about. Because when you're generating content for your website, for your social media, wherever you put it, you're not generating content that's of interest to other MSPs. This isn't technical content. This is content that is of interest to ultimately the people that you want to influence, ordinary decision makers, those ordinary business owners and managers. 
One of the central parts of They Ask, You Answer is that you find out what it is that ordinary prospects want to know. What are the common questions that they ask? The frequently asked questions, if you like. And then you answer them with very long form content. So you give them very long answers on your website to answer those questions. And QBR, strategic reviews, are the perfect place to find out what those common questions are. Because you could do it in sales meetings, of course, and in fact, you should be doing that when you're sitting down with prospects, have your notepad open and write down the questions they ask, especially the questions that you think, yeah, everyone always asks me that one. I mean, that's that's a basic, that's a basic of they ask you answer. But you should also, at your strategic review, write down the things that your existing clients are asking you. The things they ask you are the content cues. They are literally giving you content ideas on a plate. Now, we tested this with one of the MSPs that I'm working with. Uh, he did two or three strategic reviews and literally came up with 20 ideas for content, 20 separate article ideas. Now that would cover off 20 weeks worth of marketing within his business. And he is absolutely over the moon, as you can expect. I've said to him now, don't stop. You know, every time you do a strategic review, keep adding to that list. Every single review will add at least two or three more new article ideas onto that list. And it will all be very, very high quality quality content that he can generate for his website. So you can do exactly this. All you have to do is keep your ears open, keep your pencil sharpened on your notepad. And as your client asks you something or talks to you about something that they need or that they want, write it down. It could potentially be a very good piece of content. Here's this week's clever idea. Have you ever looked at an Amazon sales page, you know, one of the pages it lists its products on and looked at it and thought, my goodness, this is an ugly page. Who designed this? Because there's so much on there, isn't there? You've got reviews and you've got information and related products and other products and sponsored this and sponsored that. And it's this enormously long page with all of this information. If you've ever asked yourself who designed this page, the answer is actually facing you in the mirror. You designed that page. So did I. So did every single other person in the world who has ever bought anything from Amazon. Because Amazon, along with most of the other tech giants, designs most of its website based on what we do rather than what people think. So sure, yeah, there are some web geniuses and some usability experts that will have started off Amazon in a whole series of different ways over the last 10, 15 years and come up with new ideas to try. But ultimately, the things that we see today, the pages that we use to buy stuff from Amazon have been designed by us, by our behavior. And they do this through a form of something called A-B split testing. Now, you may have heard of this before, and you may even have looked into it. A-B split testing at its absolute basic is where you take a page and then you create a copy of that page. So let's call the original page the A version, and let's call the copy the B version. Now on the B version, you change one element. So typically the place to start with this is the headline. So on your A version, the headline might say, why you should use us for your IT support. And on the B page, which is completely identical, remember, to the A page, on the B page, you just change that one element, the headline. So you might change it to, here's why 182 companies in your town trust us with their IT support. And then what you do is you set up something that sends people to one of those versions of the pages. So the first person visiting might see page A, 
The second person visiting might see page B, the third person visiting would see page A, the fourth person would see page B, and so on and so on. You get the idea. And that's the basic principle of how an A-B split test works. Because what you're looking for is which of those pages delivers a better outcome. Let's say the desired outcome from that page was that they book a 15 minute no obligation video call with you, which by the way is a fine outcome from any web page on your website. Let's say that it takes 150 people visiting your page to book that 15 minute call on your A version, but it only takes 120 people visiting that page to generate that call on your B version. So essentially your B version is more efficient. You've just found that changing that headline creates a better response, a better outcome. And this is exactly what Google, Amazon, Facebook, eBay, everyone or all the big tech companies are doing all the time. They're constantly testing every single element of every single page to be more efficient. It's how Amazon and all of these other tech giants have made themselves so dominant. They've taken people ideas about what they think will work and then they've let people's actual behavior determine what does work. We've been doing this ourselves on our own websites over the last couple of months. I have a service you probably know, it's called the MSP Marketing Edge at mspmarketingedge.com and we deliver white label content to more than 300, and, I think it's about 330 MSPs around the world right now. And the idea is we only sell it to one MSP per area, but you can take something like that and you can use it as your marketing content. And we have two websites. We have one for our UK audience and one for our US audience. Now we did a split test. I'm going to tell you which software we used in a second because it's free and beautiful. And we did a split test and we found that the headline that works really well on the UK site is not the same headline that works really well on the US site. So we've now started a series of split tests and I suspect that those two sites which a couple of months ago were virtually identical apart from obviously talked about US stuff on the US site and UK stuff on the UK one, they're now going to go off in slightly different directions because these are two completely different audiences. So clearly we need a slightly different approach for each audience. That makes sense, doesn't it? But here's the thing, I didn't know what would make a US MSP more likely to buy the service, so the split testing found out for me. And we will now go and test every single little element across those pages to find the most efficient way to generate sales. You can do and should do exactly the same thing with your website. Now the software that we've used for this is called Google Optimize. If you just Google that phrase, it's free, it's beautiful and it does all the hard work for you. So you install Google Optimize into your website and then it actually creates the duplicate pages for you. I mean, it, it literally couldn't be easier. It's just wonderful because it will generate that duplicate page. You can edit the headline without having to muck about with WordPress or whatever your website is built in. And then Google Optimize will run the split test for you. So it will do the diversion of the traffic and it will present to you at the end of the experiment which is the winning option. Now the only issue with this for you is the sheer lack of traffic that you get going to your website. The vast majority of MSPs get very, very small amounts of traffic and obviously you need to have a certain flow of traffic coming into your website to have something called statistical significance. I'm not quite sure exactly what the number is, but I've heard that you need to have at least 333 people going through your website 
through an experiment in order for it to have statistical significance, in order for that experiment's results to be sound. So it could take you some time to get 333 people through, but it doesn't matter. Even if you only ran three or four Google-optimized tests a year, just think how much better your website is going to be in the next two to three years. Even if you could get one or two extra appointments booked with you over the next couple of years, wouldn't that be worth it? Isn't that worth the hassle, the 10 minutes it takes to set up Google Optimize and to set up an A-B split test within your website? The answer is yes. Go and grab that software, get a test running, start with your headline, test your headline, then test your response buttons, test your pictures. There's a whole series of different elements you can test. And ultimately, you're going to design a website that just works better because it's based on website visitor behavior and not just on what you think. Paul's blatant plug. Maybe you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you enjoy what it is that I talk about and my guests talk about. And maybe you've thought at some point, I'd quite like to go and do something with Paul. I'm just not quite sure what. Well, I've introduced something called the Marketing Accelerator. It's just for MSPs. And we've deliberately priced this as the lowest price entry-level training program that I've ever done. And in fact, I'm going to be running this for the next 12 months. I'm going to do one new course that starts every single month. It's so low cost that I've made it almost virtually risk-free for you to take part. So what it is, is five weeks of live training, all delivered over Zoom. And we jump on a Zoom call for 60 to 90 minutes every week until you've done the training. And it's all presented by me. So in the first week, we talk about your website. Then the next week, it's LinkedIn. Week after that is about building audiences of people to listen to you. The week after that is marketing campaigns. And we finish off with a success blueprint, all the separate areas that you need to address to have an MSP that has a marketing and sales machine built into the very heart of it. So as I say, we do this over five weeks. It's live training and every single month we start a new training program. The thing is though, it's only for 10 MSPs. So December's program starts tomorrow, the 9th of December. That's full, but we still have a couple of places on January, February's and March's programs. And if you go onto my website, you can see the details of exactly when they start, what time the calls are, what dates the calls are, and you'll also see that it's really really, really cheap. In fact, it's only for UK MSPs, £49 plus VAT. And for US and anyone else in the world, it's just $69. So all the details are on the website. If you go to paulgreensmspmarketing.com slash accelerator. The big interview. Hi, I'm R. Michael Anderson, and I used to be a programmer. I got into leadership. I was a horrible leader, and then I started to figure it out. And now what I do is I teach other technical people like me how to become strategic, highly effective leaders and scale their business. So before we started this interview, Michael, you and I were talking about the things that MSP owners need to do when they go past that 1 million turnover mark. And if they're still keen to keep growing the business and get up to two, three, you know, even 5 million. And you said to me that the difference is they have to stop thinking tactically and they have to start thinking strategically. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. And and I I encountered the same thing when I I started my business and we got to about to the one to $2 million mark. Most of the people that run MSPs are former technical people or they, they were in sales and they're great tacticians. That means they're great with customers. They can figure out any pro- any technical problem by themselves. And what they run into is, is they grow their business based on their willpower, their character, their charisma. 
And that goes only so far because at some point they have to stop being the Superman or Superwoman and getting in and fixing all the problems themselves. They have to really let go of that control and really become the director. And, and what will happen is like if, if there's a problem with a customer or there's a technical problem, they're going to they're gonna try to have their staff handle it, but then they'll jump in because their ego likes it. They're used to doing it. They want to get it fixed. And so it's really about changing their mindset and changing how they – Almost everything that they do, how they think about each and every problem that comes across their desk, how each and every conversation with their staff or even their customers are, so that they're setting themselves up to be the strategic leader and they're not drawn into every little thing that happens. They're really steering the ship. So what you're talking about here is changing your leadership style and going from being, should we call it the dictator to being the director? Would that be a fair way of putting it? Yeah, it would be because it is dictator because they're they're probably involved in almost every little little place because they're they've probably been a successful MSP up until this level because they're great at controlling everything in the project, they're great at controlling everything in the in the sales process, they're they're great at, and, and and they have this thirst for control because that's brought them success in the past. Now it's about real. Realizing that, that they have to empower their team to create other leaders in the team so that they don't have to take on as much responsibility. And you still want to direct and you still want to have the, the, the checks and balances in there. But that's really what a director does. A dictator, <laughs> that was, that's cool, Paul. I never heard it. It's, it's a fun thing to do it. it is, you know, they, they have their hands in every single thing. So, and, and that's a, a big mindset shift. It takes faith, it takes courage. And it also takes t- tools and skills. And it's, it's, it's really fun to, to watch people start to get that because really their, their whole world changes. So let's talk about the practicalities. Specifically, what can you do as the leader of a business to shift into that different mindset and to work with your management team and with your staff in a different way? You got to keep in mind, your goal is to build a, a team that pr- pretty much can do everything that needs to be done. So anything that comes across your desk. So that means every email, every phone call, you, you're, to me, you want to think as the boss and as a leader, how can I set my team up for success so that they either handle this or that I teach them the next time that this comes across my desk, their own thought process or how to go through it. And really, Leaders need to, to learn coaching skills. And what I mean by coaching skills, and, and I actually had an MSP that really recently went through one of my trainings. People would come into his office with something to do and he would sort of bark orders at them or what he would do is just tell them exactly how to do it. And once he learned these these coaching skills, people would come in and he would say, well, what do you think we should do? And then they would tell him and, 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 and this is the coaching skills. And he might say, well, if you do that, what about if this happens and this happens? So he's really teaching them how to think. And he's empowering them with the responsibilities of how to do this the next time and the next time and the next time. And and if you really want to be the, the, at the top of the pyramid and a bigger pyramid, you really need the people that are going to be underneath you to take control of, of, of all these little things. But that's down to you to make that happen, isn't it? It absolutely is. And again, it, it, it's going against your, your programming as it is because – um, again, like, you know, I, I, sound, I think I sound like a broken record because you're, you're used to taking ownership of everything. And now what you want to do is you want to teach people how to take ownership, but also you want to make sure that they have the backup. I mean, it's a bit of an art, right? Because, you know, if I have somebody working for me and they come in, I want to give them some slack, but I don't want them to drown themselves. And so it's like checking in with them, uh, you know, not micromanaging, but hey, how's it going? Maybe let's do a short check-in, maybe checking in with the customer so that they don't they, they don't cause any 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 big problems, but also that you're there to get their back and to make sure that they that they that they 
they are there to succeed. So let's circle back to the practical things that you can do. Let's imagine uh, you've got someone listening to this today and they're thinking, do you know what? This is me. I really want to change my style. I want to uh, have my team responding to me in that kind of way. Give us two or three things that any MSP owner or leader could do tomorrow that would start to make a difference to the way that they work with their team and, and start to enter that more director relationship. Sure. Well, let's talk about delegation because uh, you know I, I work with a lot of people and the leaders, they say, well, well, I should delegate this, but I can't. Well, first of all, you can. <laughs> Don't ever say you can't delegate anything. And when I dig into it, normally when it comes to delegation, I ask him how, you know, how delegation went in the past. As leaders, we have so much responsibility. And then somebody and then somebody comes that, that is reasonably responsible. And then we have this task. And what we do is we just give it to them without an integration plan, without documentation, without support. We just dump it on them. And then they don't do it as well or as fast as we would do it. And so we get frustrated and we're like, and, and we say, oh my gosh, this is really important. So I better do it. You got to realize with delegation, that should be a well thought out process. And so your delegation plan should go over, I mean, you know, it depends on the task, but it should go over days or weeks and it should be gradual with, with, with a lot of small check-ins for feedback. So that the person really feels supported. Great strategic leadership is about being proactive. And it's about, for example, spending extra time teaching that person how to do that, that job so you never have to do it again, or spending a couple of weeks making sure it's a smooth handover. Or, for example, when, when you get new people into your organization, whether they're high level or low level, to really have a, an onboarding process. Because if you spend time onboarding them, not just with the tools and the skills, but also with, with your, your culture and your values. As a leader, you should be spending a couple hours with each new hire, if not a day, just teaching them about your thought processes and your values. And if you, if you do that, they, 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 are gonna, they are going to be so much more engaged than if you don't invest that time. Michael, tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with MSPs and give us your website address. Yeah, so it's rmichaelanderson.com. And, and you know, my name is Michael Anderson, but I realized I'm, I'm, it's too common of a name to Google. So I put my first name, Robert. So that's how you can remember rmichaelanderson.com. And, uh, and, and what I do is I teach what I call the growth leadership system, which has three areas. The one is becoming more of a strategic leader. And so what that is, is like we just talked about, how to be more influential, how to, to coach your, your, your employees and empower them more. Uh, the second is to creating a high performing team, because there's a lot of tools and skills that people might not know to really create an amazing culture and, and get the most out of people. And the third is on mindset. I, I have a master's in psychology, so I, I to me, mindset's the most fun. But it's about how to have that true confidence. So it's to overcoming the imposter syndrome, to having that true confidence, having that resilience, having that leadership presence that people are drawn to and they follow and they respect. And if you do go to rmichaelanderson.com, I have a really cool leadership type quiz that you click on the button. You'll see when you get to the website, you answer eight questions and it'll tell you your leadership type and it'll tell you your strengths. And it'll talk about a couple of your blind spots, which I think is really important for people to know because we want you to play your spots and overcome some of those blind spots. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. This week's recommended book. My name is Mostyn Thomas from Asterix Cybersecurity. And I recommend the book, Rebel Ideas, The Power of Diverse Thinking by Matthew Syed. Rebel Ideas offers a radical blueprint for creative problem solving and innovation. It challenges hierarchies, encourages constructive dissent, and forces us to think again about where the best ideas come from. 
Introducing the concept of cognitive diversity, the book explores the ability of how to think differently about the world around us. Probably something really useful right now. It's not a business improvement book. It's a study on how you think and innovate, which could have huge impacts on your business, your team, and your family. This book is also full of superb stories to back up the theories, which you'll be retelling to your friends. It's an excellent read and well worth a try. How to contribute to the show. Whatever you think of this week's show, I'd love to get your feedback. Why don't you drop me an email and it will be actually me personally at the end replying to you. You can email hello at paulgreensmspmarketing.com. Coming up next week. As long as they can get that firmly fixed in their minds, then they grow. That's Paul Lloyd. He's an MSP sales expert based here in the UK. And he'll be telling you next week how you can build a sales team for your business. We're also going to be talking next week about analogies. There are some very simple analogies that you can use to explain difficult technical concepts to the ordinary business owners and managers that you want to reach. We've got a book suggestion from a member of my team. His name is James and he works with me on the MSP Marketing Edge service. He's got a cracking book suggestion for you next week and I have the most clever idea to tell you about. It's something that you can send to people in the post. It's quite expensive, but it has more impact than anything else you could possibly send them. It's a beautiful idea, and I'm really looking forward to telling you about it in next week's show. See you then. Made in the UK for MSPs around the world. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast.